Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Left you hanging there. It is the world famous Chicky Jaguar radio broadcast. Barbara Cheris is going to join us here in a few moments. We are going to go to her just a few seconds hello there's barbara cheris how are you my friend very fine thank you and how are you doing pretty good actually i am so excited we've got you back on with us today barbara cheris joins us from uh, california and uh she is with us today here on the telephone and um We've got uh, an interesting conversation. We're going to be uh, talking to her here in just... I'm looking forward to ta- uh, to uh, hearing what you have to say, too. Now, um, <laughs> now you, you, have, you have got a, a heck of a deal with health research. How long have you been into health research, Barbara? I can't believe it, but it's 56 years. I got into it 56 years ago when someone handed me some books... And it was my brother-in-law, and he was a, a bodybuilder, and uh, he had won Mr. Universe, and he went on to get uh, to become Mr. America. And but he handed me the books, and he said, "Barbara," he said, "Start reading." He said, "You're listening to the wrong people." And I kind of scoffed in my mind. I thought, "Uh-oh, you know what? You know, are you a doctor?" And uh, I, put, I kind of put him down psychologically because he was a bodybuilder and not a doctor. But he looked, he looked great. So I opened up the first book that he handed me, and it is amazing. I know it was fate because the first thing that I saw was sugar created hyperactivity. And this is back in 1961, and no one had any clue about how bad sugar was, you know. And uh, the second thing my eye spotted was the uh, sugar uh, tranquilizers create hyperactivity. So I was shocked because my doctor had just put my five-year-old son on tranquilizers. That It, it just blew my mind when I, I thought, oh, my God, the doctor, doesn't he know that sugar, uh, the, the diet that he had put the kid on? was loaded with sugar, pancakes, um, uh, waffles, pudding, uh, jello, all loaded with sugar. And now the kid was hyperactive at five years old, and he's, he's going to stunt the growth of my child's organs. So that opened my eyes, and I started reading, and I haven't stopped for 56 years. Fantastic. It's Barbara Cherish. She's with us today here on our big broadcast. And uh, she joins us live. Now, um, did did you do any formal nutrition studies or anything? Or just uh, explain this Well, to what happened was this, that after I started reading the books, I mean, I, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on books and going to classes and things like that and learning. But it was non-traditional because I, I started doing some reading and research, and I found out that the traditional registered dietitians were creating malnutrition in the hospitals 
and I said to myself, wow, they don't really know what they're doing. And then I got in, and I, I followed Adele Davis for a couple of years, and Adele Davis was one of my, uh, in, you know, um, people that I thought was really great. And I wound up, uh, after two years of following her pro- high-protein diet, my son and I both were in the hospital getting our tonsils out at the same time. So I'm I'm learning from the seat of my pants, so to say, as to speak. Uh, that's how I learned. I uh, uh, went to another uh, one, Pablo Arola, and he was very well known. He was lecturing, and I went to consultations for, with him, and he gave me information, and I followed. You know, this is experimented with his diet for a couple, you know, for a period of time. And uh, at first, his diet got me really going because I read his Health Secrets from Europe in 1973. And after I finished reading Health Secrets, I thought, oh, wow, you know, I quit coffee, meat, and cigarettes. And I quit him. I quit it at one time, and I was amazed because I did say a prayer, and I said, oh, Lord, please take the addiction to these foods from my body, you know, just remove all the atoms and molecules from my body. I woke up the next morning, I didn't have one craving for a cigarette. <laughs> and uh, so I stayed off of the cigarettes forever. Since 1973, I stopped, I stopped smoking. The, the meat, I never went back to. But coffee, uh, I do have an occasional cup of coffee, and I love coffee, and I've been drinking it since I was about um, seven years old or maybe even five years old. I don't think coffee is uh, that bad, but it was the meat and the dairy, not Aurora. I went to, to him for a consultation. He told me that since I was pregnant, I needed to have, and I had been doing really great, I needed to have a lot of dairy. So I put the dairy in my diet, and he said, and I followed what he had to say, and in three months on the dairy, I wound up with a lemon-sized growth in my vagina, and two doctors told me that if I didn't have it surgically removed, that I would be offered no guarantees. And I said, well, everybody has to die sometime, so I'm just going to go home and say a prayer, because I do believe very strongly in higher power, and I do believe that um, you will be guided if you're open to it. And I've had that happen all my life, that when I ask for something, or I ask, you know, I don't believe in asking for gold, but I do believe in asking for information. And um, I uh, get answers. So I, I went home, and into my hands comes a book by Dr. N.W. Walker. And Dr. Walker is the man that invented the Norwalk juicer. And uh, I followed his information. I didn't have a juicer, but I went raw fruit and raw vegetables for two and a half months. And then I went back to the second doctor that I had seen and for an examination. I paid for it to show him that the tumor had totally regressed. It was gone. I just got rid of the dairy. So he wasn't interested in asking me any questions. He just said it was spontaneous remission. So I've got it in my head that uh, from personal experimentation, that you can learn a lot. It's, I tell people reading. I can suggest all kinds of books that I have bought and uh, experimented with and learned from. And um, because the traditional, I found this out, and it really blew my mind. But 
the government permits the food industry to uh, give do the research on nutrition. The government doesn't do the research. Our government is lacking. They should be doing the the research because the research the food industries is doing is handed over to the school systems to support the uh, sale of their products. So we're buying products, and we're winding up 46th in longevity in the world, in world health. We're way down, and more children die on their first day of life in America than in many third world countries. And so it is related in many, any, in many cases to nutrition and to being, uh, you know, too many, too many doctors are giving too many uh, medications, and they are. It's coming out, and everybody knows it now. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think the world is finally becoming enlightened. Um, I did do a um, 300-page thesis uh, and got a, a master's from Columbia Pacific University on the strength of my. Thesis and some courses that I had taken, and other thing, other things that I had written and done, and um, I think life is an opportunity to learn, and you do as much, and you don't stop. Every single day, I am learning, I am working, I am giving people information, and um, the other part of my learning was, I did uh, thirty years of consultations, and the first. 17 years of the consultations, I did not charge one penny. I did free consultations in order to give people information, um, and I did them guided, and I asked for guidance over every uh, person that came to me, and I learned a great about the biochemistry of the human body and the foods that they were eating and other things related to the organs and the organs, you know. So from personal experimentation and then the consultations and giving people information, uh, I found information that would totally free people from disease. I'm 83 years old. I, In the past, I have done four marathons. Um, the last marathon I did was when I was 70, but now we're going into the, uh, uh, I'm in 83, and I feel better at 83 than I did when I was 23. I have more energy. Uh, my mind is functioning very well because I'm very aware of what the brain needs in order to uh, think. And without these uh, nu nutrients and foods, I would be just like everybody else. And I feel really great because most um, most of the uh, my contemporaries in high school are gone, and when I went back to a reunion about 10 years ago, I couldn't believe uh, the men look so old, and I thought, you know, they're not that old. I guess it was not the last uh, reunion of my was was my 50th uh, reunion. They couldn't do another reunion because there were too many people that were sick, and it is primarily related to diet. So um, is there, um, 
heck, of, heck, heck of a deal. <laughs> it's Barbara Cheris with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, do you exercise daily, Barbara? Oh, yes. Uh, I uh, got into exercise. Uh, I've always believed in exercise all my life, but about seven years ago, I wanted to do exercise on a regular basis, so I started at uh, walking, and I'd walk maybe for 15 minutes every day, and then 30 minutes every day, and then uh, I'd build up to an hour and two hours, and I thought, uh, I'm not getting anywhere after four years of doing this walking. I mean, I feel good, but uh, I just didn't, I, I felt I needed something more, and I thought, I need, I need an exercise where I'm going to feel you know, like I'm sweating, I, and I even did fast walking, and I had, I didn't feel like uh, I was doing anything. So I looked at a list of exercises and the intensity of the exercise, and I thought, oh, stair climbing would be a good exercise because we were in a uh, condo and we were on the uh, second floor, but it went up to the roof. Uh, there was a third floor, and then there was a roof. And uh, there was like 70 stairs or so. And so I started doing the stairs. But I started out very slowly with about 20 stairs a day. But by the, you know, this was like October 1st, 1914, uh, 2014. And um, within three months, I had done 57,000 stairs. And that was in my 80th year. So for the next year, I set a goal. I thought, I'd, gee, I'd like to do a million stairs, you know. And so I, I plugged away every single day, and I did a million stairs. I was coming up on a million stairs on New Year's Eve of 2015, and I did the million stairs. The next year, I was going to do the same, but it kind of slowed down and did like 900,000 because I had some. we moved, and then we... I uh, had some other things to do to settle, get my apartment and uh, all fixed up and everything, so I didn't have the time. So I did 900000 and then I thought, for my 83rd year, I'd like to do another $1 million. And so this year, I have been working, plugging it, doing the stairs every day, and I am at 835000 right now, so I'm really close to getting to the million again. Absolutely, so, uh, absolutely I, I, amazing. I wanted to say, by doing the stairs, uh, I really, within about 15 minutes of doing stairs, I've noticed that I'm really starting to sweat. And I really feel by the end of the, uh, the session, it could be an hour, it could be two hours, depending on, you know, on my time constrictions. But I really feel great. I feel better today at 83. Then when I was 23, I was very lethargic when I was in my 20s, and it is primarily based on nutrition. I had no idea of how to eat when I was in my 20s, but today I am eating a lot of uh, raw food, and I think that raw food is very important because it has enzymes, and when food is heated, it has no enzymes. So a lot of the processed foods that people are using really are just, you know, filling their stomachs, but it's, they're not doing much for their body or their brain. And uh, I'm eating a lot of fruit. I thought I'd take a lesson from the gorilla, and I know how gorillas eat. I, I 
finally found that information. I was at a uh, conference about, uh, I, it was the American Booksellers Conference back in, uh, I think it was uh, 2000, um, it might be 2001, um, downtown L.A., and I met Jane Goodall, and I asked her about what do gorillas eat. And she said, well, I don't know what gorillas eat. I only know what chimps eat, you know. So I thought, well, what do they eat? You know, I was going to call the L.A. Zoo, but I heard that the L.A. Zoo was feeding the gorillas vines and leaves off the vines. And I thought, you know, gorillas don't just eat vines or leaves. And then I found out from other sources that gorillas ate a lot of fruit that would grow in the jungle. And if they don't have the fruit, then, of course, they're going to just eat the greens. But uh, the most important thing for the gorillas were actually is fruit and greens. And I thought primarily uh, this is the food of mankind. It would not be uh, as there was a Dr. Kellogg's who was the inventor of the cornflakes. Uh, he was doing research on rats to determine what human beings would eat. And uh, he, uh, he thought uh, corn was the way to go. But any food that really has to be processed is not a food that was designed for man. And I thought, why didn't they do the studies on gorillas? Because gorillas were, cl were closer to gorillas than to rats. And uh, so I have been on the. Uh, this this, this yes, is this ahead. is absolutely amazing. We've got Barbara Cheris with us today. She joins <laughs> us today. She's the author of Sharing from the Heart, and uh, one of our spies has told us that you eat eight bananas for breakfast. Is this true? Uh, I was eating eight bananas for breakfast, but I kind of. Uh, come down to about five or six and then I spread them out over the day and I have the bananas because the banana people look at me when I'm at the store and I have I buy 50 bananas at a time and they look at me in the market and I say who's the monkey I say I'm the monkey <laughs> so I love bananas and I do know that when I was a baby my gra uh, my father uh, it was during the depression in, in the 30s uh, the, the my saving grace uh, were bananas because uh, my father would buy bananas and they would be very reasonably priced like five cents a pound and um, uh, I would live on bananas I know that I that's my food as a baby and he would just mash the bananas up and give me bananas and uh, I just have a yen for bananas <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, really it, it is it is a heck of a deal. We've got Barbara Cheris with us today. Now, um, I understand you won an Irwin Literary Award for the best sustained campaign with a health book. How many years ago did your book first come out, my friend? Uh, 20 years ago, and I'm still promoting the book. I am... I am kind of like waiting. I was guided to do this book, and I asked for... I asked for guidance over every line, and I am not really a businessman, a businesswoman either. Uh, I am more into health research, and this is my bag, 
And I remember reading Gone with the Wind, and I loved it, and a lot of people wanted a sequel, didn't they? But it never came about because I read the story of Margaret Mitchell's life, and she said she got involved in uh, promoting her book and then being wined and dined and entertained. And I thought the most important thing in the world to me is research and learning and uh, uh you never stop learning as long as you live. You don't think because you've done one book. I have so much information more, and it's more and more is coming out that validate what was written in my book. When I wrote it, I did not have a lot of backup because I had a lot of information that was being guided. And uh, over the years, people were coming out, and I just finished reading a book called The Plant Paradox by Stephen Gandry, and he is opening people's minds to the idea that some of the foods that they're eating are not so very good because they contain in the, the plants, in regular plants that people are eating, they have things called leptins, L-E-P-T-I-N-S. And these leptins cause inflammation in the body. And I was telling people information about this when I was doing the guidance that to avoid this food or to avoid that food. Yes, and indeed. People- yes, indeed. Well, well, Barbara, I appreciate you making time for us today. We've got to move along, my friend. But uh, okay. thanks for being with us, and thanks for coming on. Oh, you're more than welcome, and thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you, Barbara. Have a great day. Definitely. Bye-bye, thank you. That's Barbara Cheris with us today. She sounds like she would make the perfect grandma. <laughs> grandma Cheris. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we've got more coming up on the other side of the big program. Frank Bernuccio on the way as well. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.